0: Welcome to the e commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson, a show that brings you regular interviews, tips, and tools for building your business online. Well, hello, and welcome to the e commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. Now, whether you are just starting out or whether you're a bit of a dinosaur like me and have been around e-commerce for a while uh, you're in the right place this show is just for you because uh, my goal is very simple is to help you grow your e-commerce and digital businesses now how we do that well every week I get to talk to amazing people from the world of e-commerce in fact just from the world full stop all over the world we have guests uh, joining us on this show and I get to ask them all kinds of questions about what they know and how it's going to help us develop our own online business. I kind of try and have the conversation you would have if you got to sit down with them and just have like, you know, a coffee in your favorite coffee shop, or a tea, you know, or whatever your tipple is. Anyway, that's how we kind of do it on the show. I kind of dig into their story, learn the principles that I can learn. uh, Because like you, I run e commerce businesses, and I am very, very keen to understand how to do it better. Uh, And how to grow my own online businesses. So if you're listening to this, uh, then and you like the show, I'd appreciate it if you could rate us on iTunes, it's always good to hear from folks. But if you're watching this on YouTube or on our Facebook channel, very, very welcome to you. Uh, If you're watching it live, you can join in the comments. Um, But if you're watching the catch up, uh, you can you know, make sure you hit the subscribe button, make sure you hit the notifications and do all those kind of things. So you can stay up to date with what's going on. Because like I say, every week, we get to talk to amazing people. And this week is no exception, let me tell you. Uh, this week, we are looking at creatives that drives the click through, uh, the clicks to your website, the clicks to your landing page. How do you do that, right? Now, if you're like me, as I know most of you are, the creative side is, well, let's just say it's a little bit tricky, uh, and possibly even a little bit scary. What do you say in your ad? How do you position it? What photographs do you use in your post? There are so many questions that are kind of left unanswered. Uh, is this something that can be learned? Is it something that can be simplified? Because if I'm going to grasp it, if I'm going to do well with it, it needs to be simple, let me tell you. So we are going to dig into this. I get to chat with the amazing Lauren Schwartz today, uh, who is a thought leader in creating uh, profitable creatives. That's not easy to say. Who's a thought leader in creating profitable, creative. For those of us who run e-commerce businesses, I made it. This is (laughs) why it's always dangerous doing it live, right? Uh, And Lauren has got to work with some amazing companies. You should read her CV, right? The who's who she has worked with. Uh, in other words, she is just the right person we need to talk to about this topic. Uh, and I have been looking forward to this conversation. Let me tell you, since we did our pre-call, we always get talked to our guests before they come live on the show. And I I remember the pre-call very well. Uh, and let me tell you, I am looking forward to this conversation. Now, before we get into it, let me just play for you uh, a quick video from one of our guests, John Tilly, who was on the show. A few weeks ago. Here's John. Hey there, it is good to be back. I am John Tilley, the CEO and founder of zonguru.com. It's an all-in-one platform for private label Amazon sellers. We help you scale through data insights and automation. And I was on uh, episode 50, I think, the first uh, episode of season five with Matt. And I mentioned on that that we would be integrating our toolset into Amazon Europe. And this is just a note to let you know that we are now live in Amazon Europe across our product research and our listing optimization tools. We are now the first software platform for Amazon sellers that is fully integrated across all tool sets for both Amazon.com, Amazon Europe and Amazon Australia. So check it out. You can go to zonguru.com and you can try it out for free. I hope you try it out and let us know if uh, we can help you. Cheers. Excellent. Make sure you do check out Zonguru. John's a great guy. They've got a great product. So do have a look at that. The other thing that you should check out, uh, as you can see on the screen, if you're watching the video, is the URL ecommercepodcast.net forward slash conference 2021. There is an e-commerce conference next week, let me tell you, on the 15th of April. Um, and I'm on the panel, uh, along with people that have been on the show, like Chloe Thomas. Uh, we are going to be on the panel for the e-commerce conference uh, 2021 you are not going to want to miss it especially if you're in e-commerce you're going to want to check that out so check out that url ecommercepodcastnet forward slash conference 2021 and you will be able to find out all the information about it uh, if you would like to go um, i think we may have one or two free tickets left Uh, so the first people that contact me about that uh, could possibly get them if they've not already gone I'm not promising anything I'm just saying there's a few free tickets if you want them uh, do get in touch and let me know if on the other hand uh, you still want to go and you can't get the free tickets do come along check out that URL be great to see you be great to see you there Uh, I'm looking forward to it it's good to get in the conferencing again isn't it really I'm quite enjoying this Uh, anyway That's John. That's the conference. Back to our guest, Lauren. Now, you are definitely going to want to grab your notebooks, uh, but if you can't, right, you're driving along, you're running around the park listening to the podcast, wherever it is, you'll be pleased to know that all of the notes and links uh, from today's show will be available as a free download, the transcript, everything. Just head on over to our website, ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 59 uh, to download them. We'll put all of those on there for your convenience. No email address is required, all that sort of nonsense. Just head on to the website, check it out. Uh, so without further ado, let's bring on today's guest. I need to click my, my button. I have a push button pad here on my desk normally, and it's not working today. So I've, the old fashioned way. <laughs> uh, so let's bring on today's guest, Lauren. How are you doing? Yeah good
1: how are you yeah good it was all a bit of
0: a chaotic <laughs> beginning there uh not knowing where to uh anyway <laughs> we made it in the end thank you for joining us it's uh, it's great to have you beaming in from sunny california uh to a very dark kind of cool liverpool uh, on the other side of the atlantic it's um yeah it's uh, it's funny isn't it the different time zones you're having lunch i've just eaten my dinner it's kind of weird how that works
1: yeah, it's actually gloomy here in California right now. It looks like it's actually going to rain. No, so no. it's kind of gloomy.
0: <laughs> I'm one of these people that has this naive view that actually California is always sunny.
1: I mean, it mostly is. Let's, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, okay. Brilliant. So have you always been in California or are you, did you sort of uh, immigrate there? How did that come about?
1: No, I'm born and raised. I've never left California. I mean, I think sometimes that I would like to leave and move someplace else, but then I go and visit other places and I'm like, <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> it's so nice here. It's like, there's never other. So it's hard to leave.
0: Yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine it's very hard to leave. Um, there are certain places on the world, which I've had the pleasure of, uh, of visiting California is one of them. And I, I get the appeal. I do. You kind of. It's stunning, beautiful part of the world. Uh, so you're living in gloomy but usually sunny California, and um, yeah, and you know, I said at the start that you, you've worked with quite a, you know, the who's who and all this sort of stuff. And what you do, Lauren, is sort of ad creative. That's what you do. It's your specialty. Um, how did you get into that? I mean, did you just wake up one day and think, "Geez, uh, I, this is this is what I'll do for the rest of my life"?
1: No, actually, it was a long road to get here. (laughs) Um, I have been in e-commerce for, you know, over 15 years doing pretty much everything from, you know, emails, landing pages, um, you know, products, actual design of products. Um, And I, you know, started working in social and just kind of fell in love with, you know, figuring out kind of how, you know, I can make products work and how I can you know get people to purchase the products and um, I started working at an agency about you know a couple years ago and just really fell in love with it like it was one of those things where it was it's kind of like a game to me like really figuring out the Facebook algorithm and really figuring out how I can get people to click on my ads and how I can get people to purchase mm. is really kind of what drives me. Cause it's just, it's really fun for me. Like it's fun to kind of outbeat my old creative that I had already worked on for, you know, previously. So yeah, and I kind of just fell into it and really enjoyed it and just, you know, basically kind of went from there and decided that this was kind of my passion. So um, yeah, I've been doing that for the last couple of years and it's, it's been going great.
0: Wow. Okay. So, uh, I, it's funny how many people start their stories with "It was a long road into it." Uh, <laughs> it was. It was. It was, it, was uh, it was an interesting journey along the way, and we kind of had a few turns and pivots, and we're kind of here. So you've kind of you've ended up here in this. Um, in this, I love that phrase, "the game." Uh, it, it yeah, it, 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 it'd make an almost an, an amazing title, wouldn't it? The the game of sort of the gamification of how to do, uh, ad creatives um and i like that that approach of 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 a game i mean is it, do you approach it as a game because you like to win on things is that or you just is it more because it's fun yes
1: <laughs> it's more because i like to win so <laughs> i definitely have a very competitive spirit and you know it, it is for me just definitely you know i want to win I want to win for my creatives. Like, I want them to outbeat other creatives. And, you know, at the end of the day, like all the clients I work with, I mean, obviously, you want to win for your clients. So that's, you know, it's kind of just like that game of, okay, well, let's figure out how we can outbeat our last creatives that we launched. And, you know, how can we win in your account? So, yeah, for me, it's just because I am a very competitive person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost the ideal industry, isn't it? If you're quite competitive, it's like, right, I am taking on Facebook. I am like, yeah. I am David. Facebook is Goliath and we are going to win this thing. It's kind of like
1: exactly your yes. algorithm is not going to
0: outsmart me. There is no way yeah. uh, with all your might and billions. <laughs> So um, it's just a really interesting outlook to have, isn't it? And I like that approach. Actually, it's like, how do I win? How do I make this week better than last week um, on yeah. my uh, on my ads and on my creative? So, okay, so let's get into this. So, um, I'm listening to the show right, and I, I'm kind of I run my uh, e-commerce business, and I'm 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 dabbling a little bit with Facebook ads. I'm doing some Facebook ads. I'm getting a bit of success it's kind of a bit hit and miss Um, when you take on clients or when you bring clients in, what are some of the, like the key instant things you go, right. 95% of businesses struggle with this, this thing here. Let's talk about that. What would that be?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing that people kind of get confused on is their features and their benefits. That's, I think probably the biggest thing that I always see in accounts where people try to make their features and their benefits the same thing. And really it's two completely different things. Um, The features of your product are what, what it actually does, like, you know, how it works, how it functions and the benefits of your product is what it actually does for that consumer. And so, you know, how it, you know, basically benefits their life. And I think a lot of times, you know, when I do look at, ad accounts and I do see their creatives, they try to, you know, clients try to compile everything into one, one ad and it's, it's too much information. And I think a lot of people just get very overwhelmed and you know, they, they see it and they're like, I don't understand what this product is. And then they just scroll right past it. So the biggest thing that I always tell, um, any new client that I'm working with is we need to break down what your features and your benefits are and Mm -hmm. really nail those down and make them as simple as possible. Um, so that's kind of the the first thing that I start out with is how can you explain your features and your bits to me as if I were a child and make them as clear to me as possible. And I think once you can kind of identify those and make them clear and simple, I think you will start to like your creatives to be in a much better like place. And really start to kind of dial in what you're trying to, to, tell, to sell to your audience and what you're trying to actually tell them.
0: Okay. So that's interesting. So um, I, to be honest with you, that's not the answer I was expecting, uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, which is um, uh, and actually quite fascinating. So the breaking down of features and benefits is, is super critical. Um, in and in a, the way you said it was, you need to break them down to a point a child can understand them. Um, yeah. How do I go about doing that? Is there what? What's the sort of the process there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I always try to tell them is, like I said, have your product, give it to someone who knows nothing about the brand. You know, either it could be some you know random or whoever, and just ask them, okay. How like do you like this product? How does it you know? How does it work for you? Um, what are you know? Try to explain to them the features, um, and basically, if you can explain that to them and break it down in a way, well, they're under well, the when they will understand it then I think for them, it's it's a little bit easier to try to pull that out of them. So like mm-hmm. if I'm talking to a stranger and they have no idea what this product is and I'm explaining it to them and then they look at me and they're like, okay, well, I still don't understand what this product is. Then really then you're like, okay, then I'm making it way too complicated. Mm-hmm. Then basically kind of breaking it down layer by layer of okay, so does it turn on this way or does it, you know, smell this way? Like how can you make it so, so simple to explain to this random person that has never heard of you if they can understand it in the short amount of time and I think then you just you've basically won your creative. You've won like breaking it down so simply that each person in your ad will make it even better. Like it's just, it's so simple to just go over the top and explain everything all at once that if you just slowly break it down piece by piece and really talk to people and have them explain to you like what they think it is or how they, you know, value your product, then you can kind of pull those like trigger words from, from them Mm -hmm. and get those, you know, those kind of buzzwords, I guess, and you can start to explain it in your creative and in your copy.
0: Okay. Uh, wow. So if I'm, if I'm breaking it down to the point where a child could understand it, how does that, how does that actually help me with my copy? Um, do you know what I mean taking it to that, that simplicity or that level of simplicity? Well,
1: yeah. I mean, when you think about it, if you're okay, so when you think of ad creative, how many times are you scrolling on your Instagram or Facebook and you go by it super, super fast? Like you're just like scrolling, scrolling really fast. If I have this gigantic long paragraph that's in an actual text Facebook ad, nine times out of 10, I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to even attempt to go through that. So if I break it down into like, let's say four key points, I would probably read that. Or if I added that into the actual text overlay on the creative, I would read that and look at that faster than I would actually read an entire paragraph. I mean, really at the end of the day, people don't like to read. And so if you're going to give them so much information, they're not going to read it. So breaking it down in those really kind of bullet points is much, much better for your creative and your copy.
0: That's really interesting. I think for me also, um, there's the danger of assumed knowledge, isn't there? That I, because I've been around my product for so long, uh, and I know that product inside out. Do you know what I mean? It's um, mm-hmm. yeah. There's there's a level of knowledge that I have that I automatically assume everybody else has.
1: Exactly. And, and yes, that, and I think up, I th- yeah, and I think that's where most business owner owners struggle with is because mm. you're so close to the product. That a lot of times it's like, I know this product like the back of my hand, but everybody else in the world does not know your product as well as you do. So that's why you have to break it down so simply yeah. that someone can understand it so quickly.
0: That's really, really powerful. That's really good. I like that. So go find somebody you don't know and ask them to explain it for you. This is why exactly. um, Yeah, yeah it's, it's really good. I mean, one of the things that I do on a regular basis um, uh, is I actually... I will look at Amazon reviews of products that we sell or similar products that we sell um, because the way the customer writes about them in the reviews often is surprising. Do you know what I mean? What they mm-hmm. got out of it, the benefit that they've sort of received from that product, it's not necessarily what I would have predicted, you know, and so um, yeah. that idea of giving it somebody else to read, I really like that, uh, to explain, I think is is actually quite, is, is, uh, is brilliant. No, it's very, very good. Okay, so... I've broken my product down uh, into sort of its features and benefits. Um, I'm understanding my product much more clearly. Um, I'm understanding, uh, if I can just pull it out of what you have just said, that when it comes to using ads, long text ads, let's condense that down because people don't like to read. So what, what's, what should I be doing with that text based on what I know about my features and benefits?
1: Yeah, so a lot of times, instead of having those large paragraphs on the Facebook text, incorporate the key points into your ad creative. So again, people don't like to read it. They would much rather look at an image or a video um, that kind of breaks everything down. So if you have a product and you want to kind of explain those things, within your video and explain those features and benefits, you can do the same thing with text overlay and having those bulleted points, um, having user generated content where people can kind of pull out those, you know, snippets for you um, basically making it more interesting so that, again, you're not having to read this long paragraph. You can see it in a video. You can see it in, um, you know, a static image. You can see it all right there as opposed to having to read it. So that's kind of the big thing that, you know, again, like as you're scrolling through your feed, you're not looking at text so much. You're looking at what the actual creative is and what, what kind of draws you into it. Like basically like what stops, you know, stops the scroll essentially.
0: So is it the actual, um, image or video that you use that kind of stops the scroll? And then I might read the sort of line of text above it once I've paused. Um, so is the primary purpose and I I don't know if I, if I'm wording this the right way. So if I'm being a plonker, just tell me I'm, I'm being stupid, but, um, (laughs) is the, is the idea then of that creative, its primary purpose is to stop the scroll. Or, or yes. have you got something else in mind with that creative?
1: Yeah. So your first thing to do is to to get them to stop them, just you know, stop them scrolling. And then the second part is how can I continue to have them watch my video? So again, yeah. that's um, you know, that's my biggest thing that I have to work with on a daily basis is that. I have to get people to watch my ad creatives longer than three seconds. I mean, people's attention span is like a second two seconds, and then they go past it. If I can get you watching my creatives four plus seconds, then I've at least done my job where I've got you interested in the product enough for you to either want to click to my landing page or, you know, essentially you've at least stopped long enough where you would get served another ad that I can again start to give you more information. So, yeah, essentially, what you're trying to do is to get them to stop the scroll and to, you know, engage more within your within your video to yeah. want to get them to click.
0: That's really fascinating. I'm, I'm, the reason I keep looking down, by the way, in case you don't know, I have my notebook. Uh, I'm a pen and paper kind of guy, so I'm I'm busy scrolling uh, and making all kinds of notes to go along. Um. So now that's that's really interesting. So the the ads. Uh, has to stop the scroll and then you've got to get them. It's interesting how, uh, and again, correct me if I'm wrong here, the way you're defining at least the first level of success is one, you've stopped the scroll and two, you've watched the video for four seconds um or more, mm-hmm. or anything over three seconds, right? Um, they're pretty, yeah. I mean, in terms of success criteria, three seconds it's not a long, old period of time, but obviously a lot of people are watching it for less than three seconds. Um, yeah. And, and if I'm honest, three seconds scares me, right? So if I'm creating my <laughs> own ads, I'm like, how in the world do I communicate something within three seconds uh, that, yeah. that, that, that gets them interested, right? I mean, that's yeah, yeah. yeah I'm you know, <laughs> I'm looking like how. That's in the where, world do that's you where do the that?
1: game comes in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: this is where the game the, the, the game is afoot to quote Sherlock Holmes
1: yes um,
0: so this is where the game comes in so okay well let's talk about um uh let's talk about then what what sort of creative um works well at stopping people's scrolls
1: yeah, so right now, you know, with the rise of sort of, with the rise of TikTok, I should say, um, and Instagram rules, a lot of people are getting you to stop it's kind of that like um like one ad that we just did where you kind of snap your fingers and like the product appears in your hand or you um kind of do the reverse action where you like drop a product and then it like re- appears in your hand so like something that's sort of like quick and attention grabbing. Um, and making sure that you're showing your product within the first three seconds. Like those are things that are getting people to stop scroll. Like really it's just that, you know, sort of like quick sort of jolt in your feed of, you know, you see picture, video picture, and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, this snapping in a product appears like that's something where it's like, Oh, what is that? And then you kind of want to engage a little bit more and watch it. So it's really kind of crazy, but You know, TikTok has been a huge influence for me lately with just really seeing what TikTok creators are doing Mm -hmm. um, and basically kind of replicating those trends into advertising. um, Because really, at the end of the day, they know how to get your attention quickly. Um, So I've really been kind of leaning into that sort of TikTok trend and really just amplifying my ads that way.
0: Wow. Okay, so that's a good tip right there. Start watching TikTok. (laughs) I'm going to tell my wife, my wife, why are you on yet another social media channel? Well, it's research, babe. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm learning how to get to stop the scroll. That almost sounds like a book title, (laughs) stop the scroll. Anyway, um, so so I've clicked my fingers, the product's appeared. Um, So what are you doing um, in that three seconds to capture their attention? I mean, you've, you've stopped the scroll. So you, that's, I'm imagining that's a split second. That's a, I don't know what frame Facebook is. Is it like 30 frames a second in the video or something like that? Yes. Um, so yeah. you're, you're talking what 15, half a second, 15 frames. say. So now I've got the, the rest of those frames to fill out. Um, what, what am I, what, what, what am I thinking here? What, what sort of tactics are you using?
1: Yeah, so usually what I do is if I, so within the first two seconds of when I'm actually creating an ad, um, I'm showing you the product. I'm either asking a question or I'm giving you some, you know, quick sort of like attention-grabbing headline or I'm putting in the best feature of this product or I'm giving you some sort of great review. So really, it's, you know, it's kind of those, those key elements that you can put in within the first two seconds. And eventually, you will get people to kind of follow along and and want to look at more of the video. So getting you to stop within that half a second, and then boom, next thing you kind of point out within that first two seconds is either, you know, like I said, a great headline, a great review, mm-hmm. or, you know, some sort of great benefit or feature.
0: Yeah. So uh, I've got I noted four things here, Lauren, uh, asking yeah. <laughs> questions, attention, grabbing headlines, uh, the best feature um, or benefit um, or a, a customer review. So let's I've got those four things. Are you building then ads for each one of those four things and testing which one pulls or are you just kind of using the force, knowing full well which one's going to work best for your audience?
1: Yeah. Again, I think it kind of depends on like the brand. If I've been working with you for a while, I I know what's going to work in the account. We just kind of seen, but if it's a brand new client, then yes, I'm definitely taking all four of those and testing those in a creative campaign um, to really see which one gets people to click faster. And then basically taking those learnings and kind of building off of those and expanding
0: on those. Okay. That's really interesting. Now, um, so here's a question for you. So far, we're about three seconds in, right? How long are these videos that you do typically for your ad creatives? Are they three seconds and that's it? Or are they like four minutes? I mean, uh, how long are they normally?
1: Yeah, so it's actually kind of crazy. Last year in 2020, um, you know, 15 seconds was the sweet spot. Um, usually, like I wouldn't go past 15 seconds. Um, but again, because of TikTok and everyone wanting to get the information so fast, I'm actually doing creatives now that are six to 10 seconds. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, you really have to like drive that point home in less than 15 seconds now. So wow. people's attention span just is not there anymore. Wow. Um, and they know that they're going to get served, you know, a remarketing ad eventually. So yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty short time frame for sure.
0: So the time it sounds like is getting smaller and smaller and smaller, right? So you, yes. you've got to, you've got to make that time count more and more and more. You've got to be less lazy with each of those frames. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, down to six seconds from 15, that's quite fascinating, isn't it? How that's how yeah. that's working. And do you think it's going to carry on shrinking? I mean, obviously, it's going, there's going to come a point where it doesn't make sense to shrink any further, but do you think it, they're still going to shave yeah. a few seconds off yet?
1: I mean, gosh, I hope not, because six seconds is already so short as it is. I mean, if we got down to like four, like, geez, I don't even know what I would serve you anymore. But um, yeah, I mean, I think... I hope it doesn't get down there, but I I do think six seconds is going to be kind of where we're, we're staying for a while. Um, but I will say that I think, you know, as you kind of go more into like your, you know, prospecting and remarketing, I do tend to make my remarketing videos a little bit longer. Um, again, 15, 20, 20 seconds um, to get more information out there. Because again, like I do, you know, you do stop the scroll, um, you do get them to click. But then again, you, you're going to continue to serve them ads. And so that's kind of where you can get more into like your 15 second um, videos kind of as you serve more ads to them.
0: Okay, so uh, I want to get into that much more, but let me ask you a quick question first. How long does it take you, right? And this is the, the reason I'm asking this is for all the guys and girls out there running e-commerce businesses that have people cr- do creative <laughs> for them. How long does it take you to create a six second ad?
1: um sometimes it could take me up to an hour <laughs> to create a six second <laughs> ad <laughs> it's so crazy, be nice right? to your creatives <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like it's six seconds why have I got a bill for this for six seconds uh but I can, <laughs> the shorter it gets and I've noticed this actually having done a lot of public speaking in my lifetime um public speaking is getting shorter and shorter and shorter and so it used to be you talk for you know an hour and then it became half an hour and then Ted came along and it was 18 minutes and now now it's like 13. And it's kind of like yeah. um, I find that the preparation to talk for 13 minutes is so much more than the preparation you need to talk for 30. Yeah. You know what I mean, it takes a lot more intentionality. It takes a lot more thinking through what am I going to actually say uh, because it is yeah. shorter. And I imagine, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the same with the with the ad creative. you You can't afford to be lazy here.
1: Yeah for sure. I mean, there's a lot of times when, yeah, it is only six seconds, but again, like you said, like I, I have to get you to click. I mean, I have to get you to purchase and I have to get you to the website. So a lot of times it is very important for me to, you know, find the right video clip, find the right quote, or find the right copy to put on the creative that, yeah, like it does take me, you know, an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. And then I have to, you know, put that all together. So it definitely does take me a long time because there is a lot of thought work that goes into ad creatives. I, I think it's funny. Some people, I think, think that ad creatives are just like, oh, you throw it together in like two seconds. It's like, no, this literally takes me like a couple hours to do. Yeah, do. I <laughs> to
0: think this through very carefully, especially as the time goes yeah. shorter. So the... The uh, ads then is creative, right? We've stopped the scroll. We've got somebody to watch for like three or four seconds. At the end of that six seconds, so I get that there's a question in that video or there's a a feature benefit. Does that creative close out with a call to action or is the purpose of that video to get you to stop long enough, get you intrigued enough that you read the headline and the the text underneath? Do you see what I mean? I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm thinking with that creative.
1: Yeah. So always you want to have a call to action. I mean, really that's, again, that's what you do in e-commerce is you want the person to purchase or you want them to learn more or, you know, depending on what the product is, you know, eventually you want them to go to your website. And so I think a lot of times to, you know, people who do own e-commerce businesses, they want to put so much money into their Facebook ad creatives, which I and Facebook, you know, to get them to get to their website. But you also have to think about the landing page as well, because really you're not going to have all the information on these ads and this copy. So you can give them enough information that they will click and then they can go onto your landing page and learn even more. I mean, really at the end of the day, that's, that's what you're trying to do is you're trying to get them to learn more about your product and to build trust with that person, to get them to purchase the product. So yes, you, you know, you do need to have the right amount of information to get them to your landing page. So I definitely think that never, never take your landing page, landing pages and your website for granted, because those are what are going to, you know, really get that person to Mm. buy.
0: That's really, okay. So the, um. I'm just sort of thinking this through that call to action. There's a, we had a guest on the show a few weeks ago called Gabby and we were talking about email marketing and Gabby said something really interesting to me about email marketing. Um, and her, her general consensus was when it came to writing emails, a lot of people would try and sell the product in the email. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we're trying <laughs> to create it. So you're, you're ready to buy after reading this email. Um, and her, her, her thinking was, uh, and I hope I'm doing Gabby uh, justice here by, by interpreting this the right way. Um, her thinking was actually, no, you don't sell the product, you sell the click. In other words, the purpose of the email is to get them through to the website. And there's there was many reasons why she thought this. One, because of email reputation, you've got a click. Um, two, if you try, put so much information in the email, people just aren't going to read. Do you know what I mean? There's, it's always like, what do I yeah. need to do to get them to the next stage? And then for the email, the next stage is going to the website. Is that true with, um, ads or is it, is it, do you need to be a bit more full on in the ads in terms of, uh, they need to be a bit more ready to buy?
1: I mean, again, I think it depends on the product, but I do agree with Gabby's approach is that yes, like you are selling the click because you want to get them to your website. And again, that's where I, you know, really try to stress to people who I work with is that make sure you're giving good landing pages, you know, really have information on there that people can research themselves and understand more about your product, because I'm only going to get you so far in advertising by getting people to your site. But if you don't do the rest of the job and fill out the information on your landing page, then really you're, you're not doing yourself justice by paying for the, you know, paying for um, Facebook because really at the end of the day, like you have to sell the product on your website. So right. yes, like you are selling that click of getting those people to the landing pages.
0: Okay, that's good to know. So the what are you writing in those two lines of text above the creative? I'm kind of curious there. What sort of things do we need to be thinking about?
1: Yeah, so it's funny, um, you know, some of the the stuff that has been working really well is like, you know i do a lot of skincare hair products um you know stuff like that and it's really like the holy grail of or the best product you know ever or stuff like that like that kind of stuff like really resonates with people and it always gets people to kind of stop. Um, the whole grill has really been working a lot in skincare lately. <laughs> I think That's I really use that is it be, on almost is, everything.
0: Is that because we're coming up to Easter? <laughs> I say, is there a link? Yeah, I, have no idea. I, I
1: honestly, I don't know, but it, it works for some reason. So, um, but yeah, stuff like that, uh, really, you know, gets people mm. to stop, um, and you know just kind of asking questions you know there's a product i work with where it's a journaling product and and a lot of people don't understand what it actually does how it how it benefits you and so really their main thing is you know it's it's kind of one of those questions of how is this going to help me so it's kind of like the best self-help product you know or like the best creative self-help product like Something like that where it's, you know, people are like, oh, like it's a creative self-help. Like, I don't understand what that means. And then they kind of want to dive more into like what that actually means. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of trying to find those sort of terms where you kind of like scratch your head and go, well, I don't understand what that means. So let me kind of dive more into this, you know. It's kind of those sort of headlines that I think people kind of resonate more with Mm -hmm. because they just don't understand. And it's that kind of curiosity that piques people to get them to want to you know, dive further in.
0: Well, that's really fascinating because you've instantly created a juxtaposition between what you said right at the start, which is you need to be able to explain it to a child. You need that clarity. (laughs) But now we're kind of like, actually, you need that clarity, but you also need to create a level of intrigue that wants them to find out more
1: yeah it's again that's where the game comes in. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you just never know like what is going to resonate like again, sometimes it's it is drawing out those quick features and benefits, uh, making it very clear, and then it is kind of that sort of like, oh well, what is that like curiosity type of you know creative but again, like I think that's where Facebook is so great is that you can have sort of those bulleted points in the text copy of facebook but then you can also ask the question in your creative and so it's kind of like you're kind of getting both in one if that makes sense like you're kind of getting that intrigue with the creative but then you're also kind of answering some of those questions in the text copy um or vice versa you know it's it's one of those things where like i think that's kind of the great thing about facebook Mm -hmm and working in advertising is that you can kind of level everything in and make it interesting. And then you kind of have this like whole compiled ad where you just, you want to, you want to know more basically.
0: That's right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, i'm fascinated with this whole topic um so (laughs) i I, if i back up maybe 10 15 minutes one of the things that you mentioned was you know somebody's going to watch this for like three or four seconds and then you're going to retarget them you're going to remarket to them you're going to show them another ad um but that second ad you're maybe using a creative that's maybe 10 to 15 seconds versus you know the six to eight seconds but do the principles the same sort of principles apply when you're remarketing or do they change slightly?
1: They do change a little bit because, you know, with remarketing they have already engaged with your product a little bit, whether they, you know, kind of did go through the ad or hover on the ad, they maybe did click onto your website. So they kind of already know a little bit of information. So at least here, this is kind of where for retargeting you can, kind of pump them for, you know, more with reviews mm-hmm. and talking about the product or um, even some like PR hits. If you have some great PR hits that you have um, and, and again, just really kind of diving more into the, the features and the benefits, really giving the value props of kind of what your product is, just giving them more information basically about what the product is so it is a little bit different different with remarketing um because they already kind of engaged a little bit and they mm-hmm. already kind of know about your product
0: that's in, okay so how does um i find myself saying every time you say something that's really interesting and it genuinely is <laughs> I'm, I'm and I'm, i realize i'm saying it so i'm trying to stop saying um <laughs> but it's really interesting um so I I, I get that uh, remarketing's a little bit different. Um, what about targeting existing customers? Um, again, the rules, I dare say, change a little bit there as well.
1: Yeah, so existing customers, again, it's kind of the same thing. Um, here you can dive a little bit further into your brand story if you want um that's something that you know if they've already purchased from you they already kind of know the product they already know how how great it is um maybe there's something that you kind of want to tell them about your brand that maybe they just don't know about you know or if there's an affiliation that they work with kind of diving more into like that sort of aspect um and the, again, that's kind of where you can start to do more of like your sale targeting as well. So like if you have flash sales, that's where you kind of want to go into your existing audience because you already know they're going to purchase from you. So let's give them this great flash sale um, or, you know, whatever sort of sale you're kind of targeting just because it, at that point they are going to purchase again and they are going to, you know, fill up on whatever product you're selling them. It I, I do I do like to say I, we I don't like adding... Sale into prospecting because really, I feel like if you bombard a new customer with sales, they're always going to expect that sort of sale messaging. And it's really bad to kind of get people into your bucket you know starting off with a sale so yeah. i really like really try not to you know push sales at the beginning that's definitely more into your existing audience for sure
0: no that's super wise i i concur uh definitely <laughs> concur. Uh, avoid using sales to get in new customers it um, it creates the wrong expectations going forward um but by yeah. it, i mean you can add value but definitely don't take uh, money off is my uh, is my my theory um, no, I like that. So that, I mean, and I guess we've talked predominantly about Facebook, do the rules apply for Instagram the same uh, as Facebook or is there some different theology for Instagram?
1: Yeah. I mean, there is definitely with, you know, Instagram user, gener- user generated <laughs> content is, you know, that's obviously the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as you're going through your stories, Again, you don't really want to look like you're being sold to. You want to look like someone just posted it as a story and they're talking about this product. So that definitely is where user-generated content comes in is because it's it's so great for Instagram. And it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, you just think it's another story on your feed.
0: That's Okay. So uh, do you find then that uh, ads for Instagram stories are more effective than ads for Instagram posts?
1: Again, I think it varies for the brand, but, you know, at the end of the day, yes, usually Instagram does do a little bit better Instagram stories because when you think about it, more people now are on Instagram stories as opposed to scrolling through their feed. Um, So you can hit them more in the stories feed than you can actually on their Instagram feed. So I do say, you know, if you are, in ad, if you are doing digital marketing, anytime I give my my client an ad creative, I always give them a feed version and an IG version because then we can kind of put it in together and see which one does better. Mm-hmm. And I mean, nine times out of ten, the Instagram um, vertical one is going to do better than the feed one. It's just how it just how it works.
0: Yeah, I I, I totally get that. You know, I, I I just thought it was me. I rarely scroll down my Instagram feed anymore. I've just got so used to just tapping <laughs> on the stories or just swiping. You know, oh, you're boring. Anyway. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I, I I I can see the power of that. I'm just rapidly trying to think through my head. The last time I clicked on an ad in either my Facebook or Instagram feed, what it was that caught my attention. Um. And uh, I, 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 what I need to do is start making a note of the things which capture my attention. Why, they, Why they actually capture my attention. Um, I think I'm the easiest person to sell to in some respects. But um, so the, on the Facebook feed, so you've got your ad creative on the Facebook feed. As we've been talking, um, in my head, this creative has been square in shape. Uh, and you've just mentioned mm-hmm. for the Instagram stories, like the, you know, the, the portrait version, um, uh, or the vertical format as it's becoming trendily known as, yeah. um, is, is that right? Have I, I, I know what's in my head, but I want to make sure that what in my head, what's in my head is correct.
1: Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so you have the square version and then, yeah, the portrait version or vertical version. Yeah. <laughs> All, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. um, ag creatives.
0: I'm old school. I still call it portrait and landscape. Um, so, so the okay. So the video, uh, I can. I'm I'm picturing it in my head. The clicking of the fingers, the the product appearing, the quote or the question four seconds. You know, click to learn more. Um, and you know the, the the so on and so forth. Um, music, not music. Is this video quiet? Is there people talking? Uh, how how do you see that working?
1: Yeah, so um, I do always add music, but it is a pretty known statistic that about 80% of people don't actually have their sound on. So anytime you do have any sort of talking, um, anything, always make sure you caption your videos um, because a lot of times that, you know, I do see some pretty large brands that have, you know, this great video that they've produced. Um, or this like great UGC and they don't have any sort of captions on there. And then when you actually click on it to hear the sound, there's so much great information that you're like, oh, well, I don't even know what you're talking about. just some random person talking. So I always, you know, make sure to caption any sort of video. Or if you don't necessarily want to obviously add every single caption, um, we do what we like to call branded captions, where you're kind of pulling out those key points so that if I'm actually looking at the video, I don't necessarily have to hear everything or like see or read everything. I can just read like the things you want to actually call out. Yeah. So yeah, always make sure you have some sort of caption on there, um, you know, in your video. Wow.
0: Wow. Lauren, listen, you have been like super generous with you. (laughs) Uh, with your knowledge, I feel like I could go away and write Facebook campaigns. Now, I'm not going to, uh, but I feel like <laughs> I could. Uh, I suppose that is the main thing. Uh, you've made it sound, uh, I said at the start, it needed to be simple, and, and I can get all of what you've talked about, which is helpful for me. Um, is there anything else that we need to think about on this whole ad creative thing that we've not covered that is actually super important?
1: Um, I think probably... One thing would be your static images as well. Um, we you know we were talking a lot about video, but always make sure that you know if you do have creatives, always make sure you have really good static um, or still image photography, lifestyle photography, or any sort of product photography, because again, you can tell so much in a great um, still image. And I think a lot of times brand owners don't think that they think they have to get you with the video and really they can get you with a static image. A lot of, you know, the creatives I do are static imagery outperforms our video creatives sometimes. So I think that's just something to always know is that just don't ever underestimate your still photography.
0: That's okay. So the, so the, the plan would be then let's test both the static and the video on an ad and see which one performs best for our audience
1: exactly yep
0: um because it's not given that one's going to outperform the other um and have you been exactly. surprised if you've have you found like you know you've done something and you thought actually i thought the video was going to do super well here but it kind of tanked but the still image just yeah kind of took off for whatever reason
1: Oh yeah, that happens all the time. Sometimes it's really frustrating because <laughs> I spent so much time on this like video and then this still image, like outperforms for like months. <laughs> it's really annoying sometimes.
0: <laughs> like, if I, my crystal ball would have been working ahead of time, uh, yeah. I, could, I, could have, I could have predicted this, this, yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. That's, that's fantastic. So test the videos, test the images. Is there anything else um, from your point of view that we should cover in the last few minutes here? Or have we just no, sucked I mean, everything yeah, out Yeah, like you
1: said, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> test, you know, like you said, just test, always test your creatives. You'll, you'll be surprised at what you'll learn.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. That's absolutely. Listen, like I say, you've been super generous, um, sharing your insider knowledge, uh, Uh, with us Lauren and I kind of feel like we should make a regular appointment uh, to have you on the show because I I figure in six months time all of this will have changed significantly
1: Um, (laughs) Probably, uh, here
0: we go again so if you're listening to this towards the latter end of 2021 (laughs) maybe look out (laughs) for the second version um how do how do people reach out to you how do people get hold of you if they want to connect with you because I'm sure many people will yeah uh, listening to this
1: uh, yeah, so the Loft325, that's my company. Um, all my handles are at the Loft325. Um, you know, pretty much anything there. If you ever have questions, I'm always happy to, to answer any questions to
0: anyone who reaches out. That's fantastic. The Loft325. Why the Loft325?
1: Uh, Yeah. So that actually, my business started when I lived in a small loft and the address was 325. So (laughs) just kind of stuck with me. (laughs) It's kind of
0: followed you around. You've never been able to escape And of course, uh, the domain name will undoubtedly be available uh, when you were searching for it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's always the big thing. right? That's always the big thing. Listen, uh, Lauren, thank you so, so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing uh, everything that you've sort of talked about here been really helpful and I I'm speaking now as someone who runs an e-commerce business and there's people that create ad you know that do all the ad creatives and I kind of I've I like what you've talked about I'm not technically going to do it I'm not going to lie but I know what to look out for now um, yeah. and I think that's really helpful and if, if you're using an agency you know the kind of thing to look out for and I think if you're if you're like me you're listening to this and thinking that's all great I still don't want to do it Uh, Well, then reach out to Lauren and her agency. and I'm sure they'll be happy to help because I'm I'm like, that's brilliant. You've told me what I need to do, but there's just no way. (laughs) I I definitely am going to need some help creating a six second video. How does that even work? Anyway, um, but yeah, so Lauren, uh, listen, uh, I feel like I'm a stuck record, but thank you so much for being super generous with us. Really, really appreciate it. And we hope to see you again soon. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks
0: a lot. Bye for now.
1: Bye.
0: Well, wow. wasn't Lauren great? I mean, genuinely great. I hope, <laughs> I, I, I hope I didn't, you know, uh, go go beyond the boundaries. But she was super generous. I mean, super, super generous. And you know what? Um, I love that. I love that about. I guess I love that about Lauren. You know, I always uh, want to find something real and practical something that I can use in my own e-commerce businesses. And if you're a regular to the show, you will know that on Fridays we have our team meeting. Uh, and in our team meeting, we review the lessons that we learned from our podcast guests. And so tomorrow we are going to be talking about ad creatives. Oh yes, we're going to be doing a little bit of a review uh, around uh, the ad creatives that we use, what's working, what's not working, why is it not working, too, too much text, uh, you know, the, 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 six second rule, all those sorts of things. Um, so I hope you got lots of nuggets out of this and some great stuff. If you did, like I said at the start, please share it out, uh, with your friends, Raiders on iTunes. If you watch on Facebook or YouTube, like, comment and share and all that good stuff as it will help us grow uh, and get more great guests on the show, willing to share some amazing stuff. All of the notes from Lauren, including her links, uh, to her website or agency all the social media links that you can reach out to her on will be on the website including the transcript from today's show if you weren't enabled if you were if you weren't unable if you weren't able to take all the notes and you kind of think, oh I wish I'd got that down, just head on over to ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 59. You can get the transcript word for word. Uh you can uh, copy, do all those kind of things that you want to do and put those in your own note program. Uh, and just Let's work on our ad creatives, guys. Let's get out there and let's start getting people to our landing pages uh, and uh, converting them to be an e-commerce client. That's it from me. Thank you so much for uh, listening to the show. Uh, I really enjoyed tonight. Really, really looking forward to it. Uh, make sure you come back next week as we carry on our conversations with all kinds of amazing people on how to grow their online business. That's it for me. My name is Matt Edmondson. Thanks for being a part of the e-commerce podcast. Bye for now. You've been listening to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson. Join us next time for more interviews, tips and tools for building your business online.